everybody. I appreciate y'all tuning in here. Um, I'm actually, this is a, the very first time I've ever done this, and it's going to be a unique experience. It's now 5 p.m. on Friday, November 16th. You guys will be hearing this the following Monday here in a couple days. Well, it's not a couple days to you while you're listening to this. It's today. So uh, happy day to you, or happy moment, good moment. But to start this episode off, I'm heading actually, it's kind of ironic uh, that this is the next topic up on the timeline, is Midwest Avenue, the second incarnation. Um, The first one was a while back when I was in high school with my cousin, my uncle, and my dad. And this uh, incarnation kind of came about after I got out about almost two years slump of not playing music or touching a guitar or anything and got a real job and uh, kind of just fell out of just basically was burnt out like I talked about in the last episode you can hear more in depth about that by checking out that last episode of the uh, Armed Forces Entertainment Honduras and Bogota Colombia uh, episode but basically once I got you know the inspiration back and whatnot I was like I need to start a band or something get going you know Doing this country music thing and haven't really uh i've never done country music before so it's gonna be my opportunity hopefully so uh yeah so i started asking around trying to find uh different people to uh start a band with and um just a side note ironically right now like i'm driving all my way to the midwest avenue reunion show we're having tonight in Alsea, illinois um this lineup is uh, me, uh, my dad, Scott Ferris, and uh, Steve Vincent on the fiddle and banjo, Steve Farmer on the bass, and Megan Hedinger uh, singing with us as well. So anyways, to go back, uh, whenever first, when I first got this idea to start a band, um, the, it's still kind of foggy to me. It's like, I've been thinking about this for a week, like, when did I get this idea rolling? The only thing I can really say and remember is I remember talking to my dad if he'd be interested in playing drums and of course he said yes he was playing with another band at the time and so I was like well, I need another like somebody really talented just got some experience and uh, so my buddy's uncle uh, Beaver Hopper James Hopper everybody calls him Beaver in the hometown but James Hopper excellent uh, lead guitar player rhythm guitar player, bass player, piano player, songwriter, singer. He's got it all, folks. And um, so I contacted him about doing this, and he was open to the idea. So I was like, well, there we go. Um, I got Beaver and my dad. Uh, Beaver can play lead guitar or bass, and I can play rhythm guitar or bass, and my dad can play drums. So we uh, got a little bit of a band uh, uh, on board here. And so I'm like, well, I need, we need to add something else. So I'm like, well, Steve Vincent, uh, like I talked about him in that last episode, uh, he went, saved the day and uh, came and played drums for me uh, on the Armed Forces Entertainment Tour in uh, Honduras and Bogota, Colombia, and got to know him pretty well through that experience. And so I, I remember uh, where I uh, talked to Steve. I'd actually, I actually, I. This is going to sound like ancient times, like before cell phones, but there were cell phones at this time, <laughs> obviously. But I flagged him down, and he, uh, he pulled over uh, near the Casey's gas station in my hometown of Whitehall and kind of just uh, threw the idea at him. I'm like, hey, you know, would you be interested in taking part in this? Now, this time, Steve only played fiddle and banjo. 
and drums as well, but we already had a drum player, so I was going to have him play fiddle and banjo. So we got a, I talked to Steve, and he was like, well, you know, he's like, I'll give it a shot, you know, take practice. Everybody's just kind of, it's always, I've never been asked to join a band. <laughs> I've always been the one starting them, so I don't know the process of it, but everybody seemed like, well, let's try it out first before we commit to anything. I was cool with that. You know, it's kind of like going on a date before your boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Before you're going steady. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, so then that got rolling. I'm like, all right. And at this time, I was like, I didn't feel comfortable enough with myself, confidence-wise, being a full-time, like, lead singer. So I was like, I'll do, like, I'll do, like, a couple songs, like, maybe five or six during the show. And then uh, we need another singer. So Beaver can sing some. Steve sang a couple songs. And I was like, we need to get a female singer, a chick singer, because uh, I knew uh, I knew of two in my hometown area, uh, Miss Nikki Bug, now Nikki or Nikki Johnson, and uh, Megan Hedinger, both fantastic singers. So I don't remember which one or how. I I believe, um, yeah, it was Nikki that I talked to first. We worked together, so I was like, uh, talked to her about. Uh, jumping on board with us and singing and she was game uh, Nikki uh, her whole family if you go back to the uh, I forget what episode it is but maybe like four or five the very first Midwest Avenue episode where I talk about our album that we recorded uh, with Everett Bug which is Nikki's dad and so Nikki has grown up with all this all the music business you know I mean uh, great stage presence great great vocal abilities and just ain't a fantastic person at that so we uh got together for our first practice and before you know we were about to play our first show which was at the paradise club in whitehall the old vfw building i think i might be the only one that calls it that uh for all you hometown folks so listen that used to be a vfw building then it closed down and everybody was like well we, do, we still want an establishment here and then uh, the nice folks that own it now decide to open up the Paradise Club. So it's uh, they kept it up, and it's been great. So they uh, we played our first show there, and it was just it was packed. Uh, it really just surprised me. I was just like I couldn't believe how many people had came out to support us. And uh, so yeah, we played our first show there at Paradise Club, and then we three miles up the road a week later we played our second show at Garner's. Uh, another bar there uh, near my hometown area that we played in the same city the next weekend in Root House at a bar that's no longer there called Free Throws. It was up on the square there in Root House uh, by the old Burst Drug uh, building. And like I said, I'm driving. This is going to be uh, just a full live episode from the road, so I got to take a swig of this water here. I got to sing a, a sing tonight too, so I got to stay hydrated, right? You heard a little rattle. That was I know, a shaker cup. It's not a snake in here. It's rattling. So yeah, we uh, at this time we were doing just strictly covers. After them three shows, we did we did uh, went on to do more shows in our hometown area and different areas in that region in our hometown region. <clears throat> and then um, I remember uh, it was about this time that uh, Nikki got uh, pregnant with twins and uh she was she'd gotten farther along into the pregnancy and um god bless that woman i tell you what she 
what her last show with us, she played uh, the show and sang from a, a bar stool, setting the set up on the stage. Because she, the doctor had put her on bed rest. She was off work and everything, but she was bound and determined to do this show because she had committed to it. And uh, that just speaks a lot to Nikki's character and her commitment to uh, her word uh, to be a part of this. And I was still to this day. I, that's one of the coolest, coolest things. Because a lot of people just be like, eh, I ain't doing that. I'm, I'm on bed rest. I need to take care of myself. So she like went above and beyond, folks. So uh, I just really wanted to make it a point to point that out because um, not everybody uh, would be would have that type of uh, dedication and commitment to uh, what they said they do. So that's pretty cool. I said that um, like th- two times in different words. <laughs> I think I'm stalling for time or something. Actually, I just passed a car. But um, and just to let you guys know, why I'm recording this on the road. I don't. I, it's hands free. I got the microphone clipped to my. Uh, seat belly here <laughs> so hopefully it's not like bouncing off my chin and getting all crazy or anything so anyways at this time we are looking for another singer because Nikki had fulfilled her commitment of dates that we had booked at the time and she was so far along in her pregnancy that it was not uh, definitely a good idea for her to continue on uh, singing until the, she had her babies so we uh, held a little audition there in the basement of Steve's house, uh, which was always our practice destination. I missed that basement every day. It was such a blast to practice in. And uh, one of the people that came down was a girl that uh, I, I worked with, and I knew that she sang and could sing really well. Her name was Megan Hedinger. And uh, first time I saw Megan, um, I didn't even know her at the time, this was years ago. It would have been close to my freshman or sophomore year in high school. Uh, in Taylorville, Illinois, up near Springfield, Illinois, there's a uh, used to be a place called Nashville North. It, they had a lot of uh, country singers come on through there. I remember going to see like Marshall Tucker Band, uh, Scotty Emrick. Um, I know Keith Urban played there when he first started out. So it was really uh, kind of a, just a spot where a lot of the up-and-coming folks and a lot of the legends of, would come and play. And Megan actually was singing with the house band at the time and opening up for all these acts. And she was close to my age, and I was like, man, like, this girl's got some talent. And she's from Winchester, which is, or Alsea actually, which is right up the road. And where I'm driving to right now, we're playing in Megan's hometown the night for our reunion show. And uh, so Megan at the time, she came in and, and <laughs> just kind of ironic, Megan was pregnant. She was literally about due like the next week or two after the um, audition. So we uh, like, yeah, we'll hire you because she was fantastic. And uh, so we waited for her to get all set and ready to rock and roll after she had her daughter. And <laughs> like I said, we traded off one pregnant lady for another when I tell you what. We're just, a, we're just adding to the Midwest Avenue family, you know. And that's kind of what we all became, you know. I mean, like Nikki, I remember her. Well, I remember one time Nikki brought chili to band practice whenever she was with us. That was, that was really cool. Um, anyway, so we got Megan on board, and uh, so we started playing shows some more. And at this time, me and Beaver Hopper, James Hopper, we'll just call him Beaver Hopper because that's what I call him. So um, we had started hanging out and writing song trying to write songs together and we wrote one song our first one together was called 
uh, I Don't Belong to You, which ended up going on our EP. After Beaver had since left the band, but we'll get all that on another episode. Um, and we all, and then me, Beaver, and Megan, we decided to get, me and Beaver decided to get Megan in uh, to a songwriting session. And we wrote the song called The Worst of You Gets the Best of Me. Uh, I think we broke the record on the longest song title ever. And uh, so we, not, we went on to record that song. Um, I recorded it live on, not live, but uh, semi-live on uh, my computer downstairs at Steve's basement. We did a little multi-track session and uh, got it all recorded. And uh, we used that recording to uh, audition, to get us into some auditions for some venues, as well as what was known as the Texaco Country Showdown. So we went to play, uh, we did two Texaco Country Showdowns, which used to be called the Colgate Showdown. I'm not sure what it's called anymore, but if you like go to, I don't know, just look up whatever the Country Showdown is, it might still be called the Texaco Country Showdown, but it's a, some kind of a Country Showdown. It's nationwide, folks. And uh, so we played it, our first one, we uh, went to Macomb, Illinois, was one of the closer ones. And we played two songs there. One of them was our original, The Worst of You Gets the Best of Me, and I think we played a cover the other time. I don't know which one we did, but we played a cover. And we ended up getting third place out of that. We got beat out by a boy. I think he might have been maybe 12 or 13 years old. So, I mean, that's just the way it goes sometimes, folks, but you can't give up. But one, But something good did come out of this. We uh, met some good folks from 104.7 WLMD, Cassie and Rick. And I'm not sure if they're still with the station anymore, but they, they might be. Um, but they, uh, we, they ended up working with us going forward on uh, being like we played all of their uh, radio station events that they had. So that ended up being, I mean, that was worth more to me than winning the Texaco Country Showdown. So we built a great relationship there with them guys. And then we went on to go play the Texaco Country Showdown in Pittsfield since we lost the one in Macomb. Because you only win if you get first place. Like Ricky Bobby says, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> so we go up there to Pittsfield, which is near my hometown, about 45 minutes. And we play it. We played The Worst of You Gets the Best of Me Again. And um, a cover song by this band called The Band Perry called hip to my heart and we won the dang thing and it was i believe it was on august 3rd was the day because i think it was, it was the beginning of august august 3rd or 5th or 6th somewhere around there which is steve vincent's birthday so that was kind of a good birthday present for him we won that and went on to play the state uh level of the texaco country showdown and believe we placed third in that as well in the state competition so we were one of 10 acts in the whole state of illinois to get up there at the state fair to uh compete and we decided to keep the same round of songs so we did those same two again because we felt really confident in them which i believe we won the pittsfield one in the beginning of august and played the state fair right at i think it was close to the end a couple weeks later so we did that got third there um made some good connections there some different clubs and whatnot and we just continued uh, hustling going up and down the road playing you know rushville springfield jacksonville and whitehall jerseyville 
And uh, I remember, so that actually should be where I should kind of close this part of the story off because shortly after that Texaco Country Showdown, um, Megan had kind of decided that she needed to focus more on her family and uh, career and stuff like that. I think she was going back to school at the time. So uh, she decided to split ways with us, which was about, I think, three weeks later, we had a show, which would have been our biggest one at our biggest place playing uh, at Cruisins 2 in Peoria, uh, Farmington Road up there in Peoria, Illinois. So I was really pumped to play there. Um, we thought about canceling the show because we didn't have a singer and couldn't get one in time. And so I just, I grabbed the bull by the horns and I said, I'll do all the songs. So we learned a whole litter, because I literally sang maybe five songs out of the 40 we did. And so we learned about 30 to 33 different songs within two and a half weeks leading up to that show. And we uh, played the show at Cruisins in Farmington. Um, it's actually, I need, I messed up in the story, folks. Um, after our show, uh, after the Texaco Country Showdown in Springfield was never Beaver, decided to leave the band and uh, he ended up getting married and some cool stuff like that happened. He had a lot of big things going on in his life and uh, he decided that that was, uh, that he needed to take time to focus on that as well. And then shortly after that was when Megan left. And I think that it might've all happened within two months of each other. Uh, but at the time uh, in place of uh, Beaver Hopper, we uh, got Stephen Wayne Farmer on the bass and uh, he's gonna be playing the show with us tonight. Um, yeah, so then, then Megan left after that. So then we're left with me, my dad, Steve Vincent, and Steve Farmer. And we go up to Peoria and uh, we uh, play the show. And that was the beginning of what would be a fun, oh, well, a little over two years that we would have uh, traveling up and down the road together, all kinds of weather, and uh, a lot of good times. and. A lot of pack shows and a fair amount of empty ones t sometimes too. And we'll be talking about that. I learned a lot through that experience. But this time I'm going to close off that uh, part right there and wrap this bad boy up. I'm almost to Jerseyville on my drive here. And um, like I said, Midwest Avenue Reunion Show tonight. Our first time uh, getting together in almost, well, close to five years now uh, since our last show together. Um, and tonight, like I said, we're going to be going with uh, uh, to uh, the Red Devil Saloon in Alsea, Illinois. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to be talking about part two of Midwest Avenue uh, next week. And the Red Wine EP we'll be talking about in there. And, uh, yeah. So maybe at the end of this, I'm going to dial up uh, The Worst of You Gets the Best of Me with the second incarnation of Midwest Avenue of Steve Vincent. Scott Ferris and Megan Hedinger and Beaver Hopper and myself. Have a good one, folks. It's just like you to fight when you're mad about. 
Say 